Hello, welcome to Cool Kids Table. I'm Shannon. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Josh. And today we are wrapping up for you, Tama, or continuing. Re- it should be wrapping up, right? It should be wrapping up, but I think continuing is also an appropriate. I think um, we should cover ourselves, and we'll say continuing. I'm gonna I'm gonna and take we, a bold stance and say wrapping up. All right. <laughs> I, I, I feel. I feel like we have such a long way to go. <laughs> I don't know. Please don't make a liar of me. It's the end of the chapter, not the end of the book. There you go. Previously on Small Magic. Oh, we do these? Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to have uh, to go over this. <laughs> hey, Alan, why don't you start? Because I don't yeah, remember... You're the- if okay, I remember correctly, as the Alan, in the journaler, yeah. I shall. That is I true. Yeah, punk. Story. Do your job. <laughs> so, once upon a time, there was a young noble prince. That's me. Skip the first episode stuff. We know that crap. What happened last time? <laughs> who met up with a shitty teen? Yes, Steve. That's me. <laughs> it me, a shitty teen. And a mercenary grandma named Maggie. And her sheep, Shirley. Uh, on the road to the uh, the shrine that they were going to to try to get to the heavenly city, they encountered many perils. Uh, they stopped in a dark wood at the hut of a man that had a sick child. They assisted the man and they assisted the child, but only to find that the house and the child and the man all vanished. And that in the next town where they spent the night, no one knew who they were. The following day, they continued their trek into a quarry. And at the end of the day, settling down, getting ready to go to sleep. I kill a chicken. Steve had hunted a chicken. We need, before we got to the chicken. Got him. I fell out of a wagon and got very sad. (laughs) You did. And I got a token because I'm a good mom. (laughs) And we ended the episode with a bigger, angrier version of that chicken entering into your campsite. Great. Cool. Okay, so I'm about to drop some leaves on this big chicken. Because <laughs> I gotta, think you gotta make only, a cry spell. That's too. the only magic I have. I do have a crying you spell. Have, you gotta make them sad. <laughs> I have that on my phone, I think. But only in the eyes. You make their eyes sad. Everything else is mostly fine and angry, but the eyes are very sad. <laughs> so the way it works is fairly straightforward. Um, there's an initiative roll that everyone's going to make. It's dex plus int. So in your character hmm. sheets, you should see that. The leader is supposed to uh, remember the rounds of battle. Yep. So. I, got a, I got a notebook. Do I have a pen? He does not have a pen. Josh, <laughs> you got a pen? I do. Let me see that pen. It's right on your crotch. I'm not grabbing it. Thank you. you. Okay. I'm ready. I got <laughs> Okay. So just kind of to go over how combat works, there are specific things that you can do. Obviously, you can move. Um, if you open the roll 20 uh, thing, I'm going to uh, obviously verbally describe it to our listeners, but there is a special battle map that is used in Ryutama that is, you know, oddly enough, in the shape of a dragon egg. Ryutama, ha ha ha. And it is divided into two areas. You have the front area, which is a close quarter, and then you have the back area, which is a little bit farther away. 
In the back area, you can use ranged attacks, but you cannot use melee attacks. In the front area, you can use melee attacks, but you cannot use ranged attacks. You're also going to notice on the each side, there are five what are referred to as objects. As a group, we are going to talk about what objects are scattered around the battlefield. These objects can be used to help you provide cover. Um, if, you know, you find like a random thing, they can be used for a whole bunch of different things. So this quarry was where, you know, people work. They were um, getting ore and precious minerals from this cliffside. So there is a bunch of stuff around uh, and we can kind of decide a little bit what objects we want to be there. So on your turn, what you can do is you can move, you can switch from back to front, you can use magic with the casting time of normal, you can assess the situation which lets you change your initiative order, so if you're last and you want to go first, um, you can defend, which is uh, you're totally concentrated on defense and are not attacking, um, and you can also, if you're defending, choose to take a hit for a teammate instead, um, and then you can, of course, attack. Okay. Sounds pretty good. I like this object thing. That'll be fun. Me that too. is neat. Uh, so I don't know any of my spells because I updated my phone and that deleted the PDF on it, I guess. Uh, so. Right, right, Raggy. Hold on. I, this... have... I did not update my phone because I'm weary of doing that. So. <laughs> so what are the objects that are scattered around the battlefield? Yeah, let's do that before I find out where initiative is. Um, so I had a cool idea about this fight earlier. So I guess my question is, do we? we're, at, we're in a camp, right? Yes. So yep. is there a fire near where we're fighting? Yes. Is that an object? It can be. So the fire. Okay, we're in a quarry. I imagine we're like kind of on flat ground, which kind of limits our... It can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be completely flat. Um, I'm going to say a broken wagon that someone left here. Okay, cool. A broken wagon. All right, Shannon, what's one from you? I feel like there was a stump somewhere because we were using it to cut stuff on. So I guess would that count? So that could be part yep. of the environment. Yeah, I sat on it stump. to eat. I'm not sure she necessarily counts as an object, but Shirley's there. So is Adam. I don't want to. He's a <laughs> he's a frog. <laughs> he's he's my buddy. Shirley's okay with being objectified. <laughs> uh, Shirley, breakout character of. I actually haven't heard anything about Shirley. I don't know how people are feeling about Shirley. I imagine Tell it's positive. Tell us how you feel about Shirley. Yeah, how you guys feel about Shirley? Okay, so fan poll, fan poll. <laughs> Shirley, Soda Pop, or Adam? Who does it better? Or Burb. Or Burb. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Burb. Stupid-ass Burb. <laughs> Put a straw in my hair. Uh, okay, what other? We got, we got two more? If, if Shirley doesn't count, two more. Well, I don't want to use Shirley in the fight. I feel like that's mean. It's like a weapon. Like, throw Shirley at the monster. Use Shirley to trip up the monster. No. Ah! <laughs> ride Shirley okay. into battle. I'm little enough. I could ride her, right? You could probably yeah. ride Adam. You're little enough. <laughs> Adam is a brooch on my chest. I don't think I'm little <laughs> enough to ride him. These the jokes. Uh, okay, so then one more. Yep. What about the... Well, two we, more. No, two, two more, because Shirley's not an object. You're what about right. okay? What, uh, what about boulders? There's a good one. <laughs> what about the cliff side? Because we came up the cliff a little bit. Does that count? That's I like an environment. I think that's too broad. Okay. That's too broad. 
Something a little bit more specific. I mean, it's a one specific Dynamite. Because <laughs> they're mining here, right? How about a pickaxe? Or that. <laughs> I want to go back to dynamite. I kind of want to blow up this giant chicken. Can I don't want to be here for very long. <laughs> well, it's more that I'm, I, 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 I wonder about the status of gunpowder within the world that we're setting up. Um, That's so... fair. It could, uh, explosive sticks could be somebody's small magic. <laughs> that sounds like a big magic. Here's my small magic. I can destroy you. All right, so it's like a medium magic. It's like a it's like a medium large magic. <laughs> so the objects that we have are the campfire, a broken wagon, a stump, a boulder, and a pickaxe. All right. Now the way that you can use these things are, for example, if you wanted to take cover behind the boulder, it can give you defense. If you wanted to um, use the fire to do something to maybe scare off the thing. You know, there are lots of things you can do with this. Just be creative. Okay. But these are like the things that we can use that we know are here. Yep. To be used in the fight. Okay. Now yep. we have to roll initiative, I imagine. You do have to roll initiative, uh, which is your dexterity in your, or in your intellect. Ooh, so somebody critical failed their initiative. I was Josh. That's probably me because mine was the lowest. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily do anything, but it does, you know, obviously it puts you last, but you did fumble um, the initiative roll, uh, which is kind of interesting. So what I'm going to say is that because you fumbled it, you're the last one to notice it. So you don't see it really coming. So in contrast to that, Maggie, you're the first one to see it approach. Um, you're the first one that it really catches your eye. Um, this creature is about five and a half feet tall, kind of gray feathered, an odd serpentine-like tail, and a huge, wicked, pointed beak. Now, under your checks... What did he roll for initiative? Or the chicken? It has a five. Okay, so that goes between me and Josh. So give me, Maggie, monster knowledge. Uh, looks like I got a six. Alright, so with a six, I will say that you do recognize what this is. Uh, this thing is called a cockatrice. And cockatrice can be particularly dangerous because their beaks can turn things to stone. Well, that's bad. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, what I'll also say with your six is you know that it does like a particular plant... You don't remember the particular plant that it likes, but there is a certain plant that it eats for food. Um, you also can recognize that what Stieg brought in was clearly this thing's young. Oh, no. Oop. <laughs> Oops, all babies. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because it's a dead baby. Too soon. <laughs> we ate it already, didn't we? No, I didn't. I, I just get back to camp with it. Is that where we ended? I think y'all were in the process of cooking it. Yeah. When did I eat a stew on a stump? That was in the last episode. Okay. That was, that was lunch. like earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was when you didn't eat your onions. Because I remember That's right. that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I also didn't eat my onions, but I was sneakier about it. <laughs> so, so the order is Shannon, me, Chicken, Josh. All right, so Maggie, how do you respond to this thing? 
I'll say that uh, you tell me what you were doing, but it's when you look up, you see its shape in the firelight as it takes a step forward and its wicked beak kind of gleams in the fire. Okay, I feel like I was probably preparing the chicken, so I'm probably plucking this thing's dead baby, which is uh, a little bit awkward. A little bit. Alright, I'm just gonna slowly put down the chicken and just kind of, where is everyone around me? So, kind of what I, I, I have visualized is that you are all in what is referred to as the back area and so is it. So you're a little bit farther away from it, but guys, where are you in position to Maggie? I am sitting at the campfire. Oh. Sulking, brooding. What a kid, what a what a shitty teens do. do they brood. They brood. brood. I'm <laughs> I'm brooding because I got this burb on my head. Uh, I'm sulking because I want to go home. <laughs> oh. I'm filthy and sad and I want to go home. So I'm probably a little farther back from everybody. I imagine my back is to it. Okay, yeah, I guess probably, that's what I'm uh, asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably you guys just like in between me and it. I no, am. I'm definitely not. I'm behind you drawing in the sand with a stick. <laughs> What's right. drawing? Adam. <laughs> okay, cool. Aww. Alright, I'm just gonna step back so I'm in front of Janice, between Janice and the cockatrice, and I'm just gonna look over at Stieg and just very quietly be like, Hey, um, we have... We have company. Just kind of nod towards it. Just. I'm gonna turn around slowly because I assume she means like a person. So I'm gonna like kind of. I have my bows like near me, so I'm gonna like grab it and turn around. And as soon as I see that it is in fact a giant evil chicken, I'm gonna like like bolt upright and draw on it. I would like you to also roll me a monster knowledge check. Monster knowledge. Intelligence plus intelligence. I did very bad. <laughs> well, you only fumbled with one dice, um, but you know you know essentially what what Maggie knows. You rolled a six as well. Okay. Um, so what I told Maggie, you also know. Okay. Uh, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> do I get to... Can I move and shoot? No, actually. It looks like you can only move or attack. You can't do both. Well, that's poopy. I'm going to... Okay, so then I see it. I, I draw, but I'm going to, like, actively fall backwards, and I'm going to roll behind the campfire so that the campfire is between me and it, but I'm still, like... Okay, yeah, that doesn't count as a move because you're still in the back area. Okay. Oh, when, oh when, okay. In this, when you say front, move, okay, move from back to front. That is considered a move. I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to tuck and roll behind the campfire, and then I'm going to shoot at it through the fire. Ooh. Hopefully, lighting my arrow on fire. Okay, using those objects early. So go ahead, and what you're going to do is roll an attack with your bow. Uh, I got an eight. So accuracy check is equal to the target's initiative. That is what you are aiming for. Okay, well, I so, definitely passed that then. So when you want to reassess uh, Janice, you may want to, because otherwise it's going to be super easy to hit you. 
Okay. Now, granted, you have a Maggie and a Steeg that are protecting you, so it may be difficult for it to get to you. Um, so you did beat its initiative. Yeah, I did. So roll your damage. Nine. All right. You, the the bow, fires true. Um, it slices through the fire, setting ablaze, and catches the cockatrice right in its neck area. There is the smell of burning feathers, and it lets out a... Ah. Did I kill it? No, it is still alive. Is it, it dead? Is it's not... Okay, angry. it's not dead. Guys, I pissed it off. Pissed what off? Uh... <laughs> it's turn. Uh, it is going to take its move to move from the back area to the front area. Janice, it is your turn. Oh, you pissed that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Nope. Okay. It flaps its wings, buffeting the fire, um, causing like dust to stir up around it. I don't deserve this. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna look up the name of that spell because I forgot it. Otame Tears. Uh, so I'm gonna cast that. No, wait, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should reassess. Is that what it was? You can reassess to try to go and get a better initiative, so it'd be harder to hit. But again, it has to get through two people before it can get to you. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Otome Tears then. Okay. Tell me how that works. The target's eyes are filled with tears, blurring their vision and giving them a negative two penalty to accuracy checks. It lasts for six rounds. Ooh. Okay. So how how does your magic manifest itself? What does it look like when Janice casts this spell? Um. Uh, because hmm. remember, question, this Alan. is big magic. This isn't little magic. So I imagine. It just makes it tear up. It doesn't necessarily make it sad. No. So I imagine I conjure it up with, like, my hand, my bare hands. That's why my hands are, like, these fists are my weapons. It's because I could do magic with them. Your tiny little baby hands. So I conjure up this, like, blue, wispy, kind of, like, watery orb and slowly <laughs> make a Hadouken <laughs> kind of hand motion. You make a... To, to push it into the face of the cockatrice from across the camp uh, and when it hits its face it makes it all watery and like its eyes are so teary that it's like trying to shake the water out and it can't like see anything. Okay so it starts screeching um, its head reaches, rears back and flails back and forth but no matter where it moves the water follows. Um, it beats its wings in frustration Maggie, it is your turn Okay um I'm going to do that defense thing where I just focus on defense and I'm just going to like plant myself in front of Janice so it can't get to him. And yeah, I guess that's, I'll stay doing that. So do you just kind of like post up in front of him, push him behind you, look all menacing and grandmotherly? I'll pull out my axe and just hold that like I'm ready to go if it comes my direction. Okay. Steed. Uh, I can't use the campfire again, correct? Right. It has been used. Okay. Oh, for like the whole battle? Yes. Dang. Uh, so I am going to just shoot at it again, not using any of the objects. Okay. Unless I can shoot the boulder into it. I feel like that's probably 
a little no, ridiculous. No, mm -mm. You're not Oliver Queen. I hit it in such a way that it starts slowly rolling. Yeah, hit the ground underneath <sighs> it and then just kind of pry it up yeah. and it rolls. And four, turn, <laughs> four turns from now, it will fall. As soon as the, the, the water spell fades away, it looks and then boom, boulder. <laughs> There's a boulder in front of it. Eat it, chicken. I'm just going to shoot it regular style, I guess. Okay. I got an seven. I got an seven. <laughs> All right. So you got a seven. That beats the initiative of the cockatrice. Why don't you roll damage? Eight. All right. So um, you shoot another arrow um, at this cockatrice. It pierces its other side. This time you see blood. Um, it splashes in the firelight, just a deep crimson. Um, it screams, blood, a little bit of blood dripping from its beak. It looks haggard, but it's still alive. I'm, I'm raucousing this thing. And it's just it's doesn't turned. care. It moves forward again. It comes close. The smell of it is earthy and overbearing it smells like dirt so it's just like dirt oh dirt. no <laughs> it's a ginger beer to a tip it's just like dirt all right so janice this thing is approaching you and your friends but i'm i'm just a poor boy <laughs> from a poor family you're a rich boy i am but all i can do is poke it or drop leaves on its head and you use the fire already so my leave i my leave my leaf idea is out. Well, you should let me know. You can reassess, so it can't literally kill you. I think you that's with what I'm roll. gonna do. I think I'm gonna reassess. All right, so reroll your initiative. Well, I think it would have to kill me first to kill you. I got an eight this time. Awesome. So you and Maggie are actually now tied. So it is you and Maggie basically going at the same time. What are y'all doing? This thing is close enough now for you to hit Maggie. Cool. I'm going to swing an axe at it then. Okay. I guess I roll the accuracy first. Yep. Roll accuracy. I got... Oh, God. It doesn't do the math for me. But still, that's impressive. I got a 10. Um, it's totally a 12. What? Seven it's plus supposed plus to be one? a plus one, not uh, a negative oh, one. Plus, oh, oh, oh. It's plus minus one. <laughs> Okay. So, either way, you do hit. Um, your axe connects. Roll damage. Three. <laughs> your axe is called Golden Girl? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Look, all good blades have a name. <laughs> so, and hopefully this doesn't make Steeg too angry, it had two hit points left. Son of a so bitch! <laughs> How do you take out this giant? I loosen it up for you. Stone chicken. All right. I guess as it's coming, like as soon as it's like close enough, I guess it would be like going to attack. I'll just swing back and do like a full. Can I cut its head off? Yeah. I cut its head. Oh off. come on! <laughs> I think our Ghibli movie is now PG thirteen. Uh, there's a lot of decapitation in Princess Mononoke. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there is. That's not a 13? It's upsetting. I don't remember what's Mononoke's not a... I, th I feel like that's probably a 13. It's a very it, final it, movie. It might have been an early 90s PG. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this also is Japan. 
so do you swing in a wide arc? Is it kind of a controlled slice? How does this happen? We'll do controlled slice. Like, I'm very here, and then once it's closed, just a quick one. Okay, so you see where Stieg had hit it with the arrows, and you aim at where the arrows fell, and kind of using that as a guide, you separate this thing's head from its shoulders. As soon as the head comes off, a fountain of blood just kind of spurts up out of its neck, and it begins to run. It runs and it runs oh, in yeah, it's a random circles. <laughs> oh no! And then it just slowly goes down on its knees and falls to the side in the dirt. Okay, I'm gonna keep everything is Janice still from blood. And the night is quiet. Hey, can I just remind everybody that my character is ten years old? I, I'll be shielding your eyes. Okay, I, I'm gonna say as soon as you swung your axe, I just kind of. Buried my head into your dress. <laughs> oh, come on! I did all the work on that one! And you did a very nice job, and I helped finish it for you. You'll still get I all the credit. To, I wanted to kill it. No, I was going to know, because it doesn't have a head. Arrows don't do that. Unless it's like a squirrel. Once. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. Since that's what's yeah, important. No one got turned to stone. That was... Oh, Wait, yeah. That, that could happen? Oh, yeah, dude. And yeah. as you watch, its head begins to turn into marble. The body doesn't, but the head does. Oh, we gotta keep that head. Hey, You're can carrying we... Can we camp somewhere else tonight? It is beautiful white marble that is streaked with blood red. I'm yeah, gonna, gonna sell this. Gonna want to yeah. camp somewhere else tonight. We'll camp somewhere else. <laughs> no, here's fine. There's not. What are the odds of another cockatrice? Yeah, it's not. An, it's not a, a battle. I'm worried about. It's. I don't want to sleep in all this blood. It's very scary. It's like whatever. There's like a little bit of blood. We'll move camp. It'll be fine. I'm sorry I had to do that, but it was because that beat can turn us into stone, and I didn't want that to happen. Is everyone okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Never even got to me. I shot it so many times. Yes, you did a very good job. I'm very proud of you. I made it cry. <laughs> I saw that. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Whatever, Maddie's Thank you. cheating. Let's, let's just move camp. All right, so you pack up camp. Um, you move to the edge of the quarry, back onto the grasslands. Um, the ground is softer here. The night is still very quiet. The sky is clear. Um, there's a beautiful moon out. Um, there is the scent of flowers on the air. How heavy is the cockatrice's head? 20 or 30 pounds. All right. That's inconvenient, but worth it. You could shoulder that. Yeah. You're a strong, shady teen. I'm a strong, shady teen. That wants a trophy. <laughs> well, I killed it. I did, I did most of the work. 90% of the work. I'll let you say that you killed it. No, no one's going to believe that. Whatever. I do want to add something. When you crest over the edge of the quarry, getting back onto flat land, in front of you, fairly close by, is a windmill large and looming in the distance and you realize 
that's our destination. Oh. It would be another couple of hours to walk to it. So whether you want to camp for the night is up to you. Yeah, let's camp. He's yeah. crying because um, of all the blood. I want to. I want to reset. So I need a good sleep. He also <laughs> hurt himself falling out of a wagon. Plus, if, a if walk. We, if and we he hurt himself, I can get that four MP back. <laughs> um, Adam is also very worried because he saw you were sad. So he's been trying to comfort you in a very frog-like way, which is mostly sticking to your face. He's gonna sleep on my face tonight. I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. The burb seems completely unruffled by this. Yeah, fuck burb. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he care about burb. Word. It's not mine. It just lives on my head. It's ours now, so be nice, or I will turn this wagon around. But we're like right here. What are you turn the wagon around for? <laughs> Burb starts tweeting in a way that could be interpreted as laughter. Don't laugh at me, Burb. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I killed one chicken tonight. I'll do it again. It it's shuts not up. a chicken. It's like a little blue chicken. Also, Maggie killed the chicken. I killed the little one. <laughs> <laughs> and I did also work on the big one. <laughs> ah! Do you want to hold it to my hold on to my axe when we go into town so everyone will think you killed it? You can hold no. on to my axe. Can I hold on to your axe? Sure. Don't hurt yourself. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to straighten up my posture a little bit. <laughs> Can you lift uh, this axe? It's going to I'm gonna do that thing where I grab it, and it's so top-heavy that it almost pulls me down. So there's like a montage of me running back and forth trying to get my footing. Trying to balance it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't run with it. I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm trying to set up camp because I'm angsty. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm mumbling just gonna... to yourself as you nail the stakes into the ground. I'm going to knit. Become a cockatrice. <laughs> Do we got to make a camp roll? Um, yes. Dexterity plus, inter uh, plus intellect. And remember, one person can support the person making camp. Okay, my dex is eight. And my intelligence is six. If anyone can beat that. I'm a four and an eight, so... Okay, so I'm, I'm two up on you. Let's see, my dexterity is eight, and my intelligence is six. Okay, same as mine, so I'm just going to roll it. If you want to... Wait, so she rolls two? Yep, and if and, she's successful, it adds to your success. Okay, so I'm going to roll the proper one. I got a seven. Okay. I got a six. Okay, so between the two of you, you successfully set up camp. Um, everything is perfect. Um, the way it works is your current HP is doubled by morning, and all your MP is refilled. Cool. Okay. So my my HP is back to normal then, or it was yesterday. I don't remember these arcane notes I wrote myself last time. <laughs> I think I think we were healed. Okay. By the end of last. Because I I gussed up I the first. Yeah, night. I crossed out all the damage and stuff I took. So. Okay. Cool. 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 So I guess we just go to bed then. Pretty much. The night passes uneventfully. You do notice that there is a wind, a relatively strong wind that has been with you ever since you got out of the quarry when you were setting up camp. But when you look at the windmill, it's not turning. Uh, hmm. Future Steve can deal with that. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to use the, the cockatrice head as a pillow. 
and I'm gonna oh, go. Oh, that sleep. sounds so uncomfortable. That's fine. Yeah. Plus, it has blood in it. It's marble. It's got blood coloring. It's not actual blood. You I think. Baby. I think it's like the blood that got turned to stone. Well, if it is, so it's, it's not like wet. It's not wet, right? I'm already no. sleeping. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> sleep on it then. Okay, so everyone, make a condition check. Oh, I got a four, and one of those was a fumble. I got a four. One of those is a fumble. <laughs> oh, can I keep this hot streak alive? Let's go for the hat trick. <laughs> oh, I did better. I got an eight, and one of those was a fumble. <laughs> okay. Um, so... We had a rough night. We're all tired. Pretty much. I, I made I the mistake of sleeping <laughs> on a cockatrice. I slept skull. through the night, but not, like, restfully. <laughs> You had a bad dream. Yeah. Essentially, because no one completely fumbled, you wake up um, in a pretty good mood. Um, no one got a two, so if you had gotten a two, that would be not good. Then you fall out of a wagon and get all dirty. You wake up, and <laughs> you're feeling fresh and well-rested. Um, the day has turned out to be clear. Very pretty. Um, the sun streaming down um, on you as you wake. Is the burb still sleeping perpendicular to my head? Or parallel, I guess, with my head. Yes, and it has added feathers from the bird that you killed last night to its nest. Of course it did. <laughs> Stupid idiot. We should start Stupid giving it flowers idiot. so that it will just make you a flower crown. I think there are some flowers in my hair already mm -hmm. from from episode one or two. I don't remember 100%. From when you went to the apothecary. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Jerk. What a jerk. I'm uh, still sleeping. I'm going to say I'm kind of like curled up uh, next to Golden Girl. <laughs> That's weirdly cute. I'm also going to say my helmet is on. You slept, that's why you got a one. Uh, that's one why I got. That's why one of them is a one. <laughs> Shannon, how'd you sleep? I slept like a normal person. I didn't cuddle an axe or use a stone dead animal's head as a pillow. But I guess I'm also old and I killed something yesterday, so I probably wake up a little sore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swung my axe so hard, killing that creature that Steve totally didn't kill. I I loosened it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, my axe did. I did all the work. Oh, whatever. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up and just like immediately start groaning because I'm hungry. <laughs> we didn't take any of that meat, did we? Yeah, we did. From the we big the one. Babies. Oh, did the big one turn all the way to stone? No, no the body did. Head. We, okay. left, we left its delicious well, body in the quarry. Maybe we, we took it. it. Maybe we already did get it. I think you're right. I think we did grab it I on the way up. Did. I think we said that. Yeah. So what we can do is you tied the legs of it to the back of the wagon and you drug it behind you. I'm very Sounds impressed good. with Shirley. She's a uh, beast. <laughs> uh, so. All right, back in cannon, still sleeping. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wake up, roll over. I fell off of the cockatrice's head at some point during the night. Obviously. Okay. Uh, so I'm face down in, like, the grass. I'm just going to wake up and, like, kind of roll onto my back and just go, uh, when's breakfast? <laughs> All right, Maggie. I'll get started. <laughs> I'll, 
I'll go cook the cockatrice that you killed then. I mean, here you go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so. No one's ever been this hungry before. You'll be fine. I'm gonna take know. back my axe. Because I needed to cut stuff. I'm gonna, as I'm still sleeping, kind of like reach toward it as it goes, and then just drop my hands and stay asleep. I'll give you a little pat on the head and retuck you in. No. No. <laughs> Alright, now I'm gonna go carve up that cockatrice and get it cooking. Alright. Um, roll me. I think it's a craft for your cooking. Yes, it is. That's a 12. It is the most delicious thing. What did you cook? Good question. What's a good <laughs> chicken dish for the morning? Uh, oh, chicken omelets. <laughs> you could do, do a hash of some kind. Ooh, I do chicken have potatoes. Hash? Yeah, I'll make a do potato hash and do some, like, roasted chicken. And, like, Ooh. toss it in there. Yeah. Now I'm hungry so, for real. <laughs> the smell of it is enough to wake you up, Janice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the plan. <laughs> what? Uh, um, oh, ooh. I'm going to, like, oh, walk over. Oh, is it over. breakfast already? Yep. Well, I'm cooking my small magic continuing knitting. I'm going to walk over and, like, grab a bowl and just, like, hold it out. My eyes are still closed like I'm asleep, <laughs> even though I'm, like, I'm I'm functionally awake. I'm just going to be like, uh, please. I'm going to give you a little, I'll give you some. Thank you. And gonna... Burb immediately flies down onto the edge of the bowl and begins to eat. <laughs> get out of here, Burb, get out of here. <laughs> no. And it just kind of looks at you and continues to eat. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> it begins to kind of chirp and squawk. I'm going to throw it, even though it's got wings. <laughs> it's going to, like, stop right outside of my hand because it can fly. I was about to say, you throw it. It catches onto the air. Um, it wheels back around, and its little claws are out. And it goes, and it does that anime thing where it starts trying to rake your eyes. No, get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to knock it out of the way. I'm going to grab one of the extra plates and make, like, a tiny little dish for the bird and just kind of, like, whistle and put it down. And as soon as you do, the bird very politely comes over and begins to eat. Stop trying to claw Sieg's eyes out. Stupid ass bird, get out of my breakfast and eat my eyeballs. Well, maybe you uh, should so? be nicer to it and don't throw it. Maybe you should be nicer to me and not put crap in my hair. I don't see you taking it out. It's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> eat your I'm breakfast. I'm just going to walk over like mid-stretch and be like, where are the bowls? Well, <sighs> I'll grab a bowl and fill it up for you. Thanks. I'm eating with my hands again. <laughs> we have spoons, right? We still have spoons. Yes, we do have spoons. Not out, not out in the woods. This is jungle law. We got no spoons here. I'm going to look at you after you say that and eat mine with a spoon. I'm just going to hold out a spoon. I don't know why I'm thinking everything is the soup. Because <laughs> most things could be soup if it really tried hard enough. You get it wet enough, anything's a soup. This is, this is hash and chicken. This, this is a, not This is not wet hash. Yeah, you just pour, pour some water in there, boom, hash chicken soup. I think we're making Shannon sick. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gross. So it's my, like, my, like my grandpa always said, if you get something wet enough, it's a soup now. <laughs> that's Arkansas wisdom. I never want to hear that again. 
then don't listen to that this episode because that's gonna stay in. So, um, you guys continue to eat. You wrap up uh, breakfast. I am actually not going to make you roll a direction check simply because it is right there. But I would like you to do a travel check for everyone, please. Okay. Oh, this is where I messed up last time. Oh, I did almost very... I did a three. Whoa. Fourteen? Four. <laughs> How do we fuck up going three miles to a thing we can see? I'm going to fall out of the us. wagon again, huh? <laughs> well, we know which way we're going. That's covered, at least. Okay, so who got less than a six? Uh, we Both did. of us. Du Bois. So you, you two... Um, get to tell me you're going to half your HP rounded down. Cool. What do you do to hurt yourself? Oh, a burb the... clawed my eyes out. <laughs> okay. That counts for you. The burb attacked you because you were an asshole. A piece of shit burb clawed me into eyeballs. <laughs> well, don't instigate it. I wasn't instigating. <laughs> you threw it. It started it. I will turn I don't this wagon around. <laughs> I uh, I got hurt. <laughs> yes, but how? I fell down, go boom. <laughs> <laughs> so you fall off the wagon again? No, we're at the edge of the quarry, right? Yeah, you're back on the grassland. So there might still be some like residual little rocks. Yes. Around some like. Small boulders, but large rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say I give my empty bowl back to Maggie. And then I turn to go help kind of break down the camp. But I stub my toe on a rock and I trip over it. And I just like face plant and my helmet falls off. And I just kind of sob a little bit. <laughs> and then I like. You look up. Very dignified. Just like push myself up. Brush off. I'm crying, but no one's going to look at me. <laughs> when you do, you find yourself face-to-face with Shirley. Ah! So I get up, I brush off my face and my robes, and Shirley, bah, in my face. <laughs> and I go, but she also offers your her neck to you, like, to help you up or wipe away your tears. I'm going to push up on her and be like, thank you. <laughs> This is just how it's going to go for now on, I guess. And I'm just going to go over to the camp and start uh, trying to break it down, I guess. Moving one thing at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I was just helping like break it down. <laughs> All right. So camp is successfully taken down. Um, you begin your journey again. You start back on the route. This time the path is very clear. Uh, the breeze gets harder the closer that you get to the windmill. The wind uh, becomes almost insistent. Is can we? I mean, imagine we can tell the direction that the wind is blowing. Is it toward or from the windmill? Okay, so let's say that the windmill is facing north. It's coming from the east. The okay. wind should be able to turn the fan blades, but you do not see them moving. Okay. Okay, so it's like caught or something. Something in the gears is not it's probably working. All, probably all rusty. I mean, it may be. If it's made of metal. If it's made of wood, then it's wood rusty. Yep. It's vines. Got all, that, got all that wood rust Some, on it. Yeah, vines. Yeah. that's <laughs> Or rust. as we call in the forest, wood rust. <laughs> or it's just old and broken. 
or it's old and broken. But probably it's wood rust, if I had to guess. So as you get closer, you notice that the trees here are particularly massive. Um, they're large and tall, proud things that have been around for ages. And you see, tied around their trunks are ropes with messages, prayers, slips of paper um, that have been hung from these trees very carefully. There's a sense of solemnity here. There is a silence here that's not oppressive. It's almost comforting. This is how you know that these windmills weren't built by anyone smart because of all these trees blocking the wind. They wouldn't have put it here if they wanted to actually mill something. I think this place is nice. It's very pretty. It is. And be respectful to it. I'm just okay. saying that the windmill's in a bad place. The place isn't bad. Just the windmill shouldn't be here. <coughs> so you get closer. In front of you, the forest suddenly cuts away. There are no stumps there, so it doesn't look like it's been actually cut. But there is a very clean line between where you are in the forest and the windmill. The windmill is tall. It towers even above the trees. A large wooden structure. Um, in front of it is a shrine gate. Uh, one of those Japanese-style shrine gates, again, with prayers adorning it. Um, there are orchids everywhere. Growing on every possible surface. You see passion flowers climbing up the shrine uh, posts. It's beautiful here. It's quiet here. I'm just going to start dusting off my skirts and fixing my hair because I feel like this is a place where I should probably be clean. I'm going to hop off the wagon and lie in the flowers. They look real soft. <laughs> they are. Their, their perfume almost, it reminds you of your mother. I'm going to hug the flowers. <laughs> I, I just give them a real good... <sighs> I think it's too smelly here. <laughs> oh, I forgot about your... It's too many smells. One smell, but it's a lot of it. It's a nice smell, though. There is no wind here. Uh, Alright, I'm going to go through the shrine gate first, then. Okay. You go through the shrine gate. It leads to a small set of wooden stairs. Um, these are also covered in plant life. Um, passion flower, uh, ivy wrapping and wreathing wisteria kind of just climbing all over everything but you notice that nothing actually touches the windmill itself the windmill itself is bare it leads to a very simple wooden door are we, are we just going in we, i mean like soda pop and shirley can't come in because like that they, they can't get upstairs <laughs> yeah we'll we'll leave them down here they'll be fine I guess I'll, I'll pull Janice up to his feet if he's still in the flowers. I'm still in the flowers. All right, I'm going to start pulling you up to your feet. Come on, we got to go. One of the orchids sticks in your hair. In my hair? Yes. Oh, well, I wasn't in it. <laughs> Come on, your hiney, let's go. Highness, whatever. <laughs> I'll just politely correct you as I walk by toward the door. Be polite. <laughs> We're in a holy place, so everyone on their best behavior. I'm just going to start dusting you both, both off. 
and if the occasion calls for it, you're getting a wet thumb to the face. Oh, oh no! Well, I definitely oh, face is all dirty. I definitely face planted in the dirt, so yep. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that wet thumb. Yeah, you're getting the wet the thumb. And if that doesn't I'm work, I'm just gonna start wiping your face with my apron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Shirley, come on! I called I'm... you Shirley. No, I'm doing it. Yeah, the curse has been passed. Uh, <laughs> You've been ringooed. <laughs> Maggie, come on! All right, come on. You gotta look good. I'm we don't fine. know where we're going. I just gotta look We're going for to the windmill. windmill. <laughs> we don't know I'm gonna where open this the door goes. and go in. You open the door. The inside is dark, but not totally dark. There is a dim light that you can't seem to place the source until you look up. The chamber is hollow, and it's very, very large. Um, looking directly up, you see that there are cloths that are just kind of scattered, probably six or seven, some very, very high, some not very high at all, that seem to be blocking the sun from getting in. Maybe they're windows, maybe they're holes. You're not really sure. But what really catches your eye here is the center of the room. There's a statue. The statue is of a person that you couldn't place a gender to. Their features are sharp, but kind. Their hands are clasped to their chest in prayer. But what is most notable is a set of wings that expand from their back. All of this is made of white marble with veins of blue coursing through it. This is not a cockatrice. No, it's not. <laughs> I left the cockatrice head in the wagon with Shirley. BT okay. dubs. I'm not still carrying it into the shrine. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go up to it and inspect it. All right. I need you to roll me a check for that. I believe it's perception in this. All right. Uh, can I also do that? Of course. Because I'm going to go up and just kind of like curiously trace my fingers over the blue veins that run through it. There's perception and there's sense. I imagine sense is like a more like, ooh, kind of feeling. It's more right? of an emotional thing, yes. Okay. That's, I feel like I said exactly that. Uh, I got an eight. Drinking? Is that the one we're rolling? No. Uh, no. Perception. Ten year old gonna get crunk. I got a nine. I fumbled one of them again. I haven't not fumbled. Every single roll has been a Every half a fumble. So what you get with your rolls, you each get one thing differently from the other. Obviously, you see everything that I've described to you. Well, Shannon, did you roll a did you roll a perception? Shannon? I don't know. Did you? No, I can. But I just imagine I'm still trying to clean you both up. <laughs> I just I'm not comfortable in here because it's so clean and like and serene. That is one thing I was about to say. Maggie does notice pretty quickly. There's no dust. Everything is. Clean. Oh, well, I don't trust Beautiful. This place at all. Pristine. <laughs> I'm tracking my dirty feet in here like yep. it's no big. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to dust you off, pulling feathers out of your hair, fixing Janice's hair. Burb tries to like pull the feathers back as you're removing them, but kind of in a <laughs> half hearted way. Everyone stop messing with my hair. I'm trying to look at this statue. All right, Janice, I'm going to say that. Going up to the statue, touching the statue, you feel warm, 
you feel connected to this place in a way that you didn't think you would that you really didn't know what to expect but this wasn't it you notice that at the base of the statue is a small dish it is empty um, but it is just kind of a small silver bowl that is made of a very shiny metal I'm gonna get the bowl I'm gonna pick up the bowl it feels like it's stuck to the statue. Uh, oh, okay. Here, let me S- let me try. And I'm gonna pull on it. <laughs> Is it? Do you think this bowl could fit a cubic meter of dry dead leaves? <laughs> it is not that big. It is okay. about. It's about the size of a cereal bowl. It's not okay. like a punch bowl. <laughs> it's actually. It's not. A, he said silver bowl. What he meant was a uh, a like a lawn trash bag. Like an outside trash bag. It's a silver trash bag. Yeah. I, I literally meant a dumpster. Yeah. Oh, it's a great. Dump- Let me draw, I'm going to put these leaves in it. I feel like the magic will activate something. No, anyway. Stieg, one of the things that I'm going to say that you notice with your perception, when you look at the rags that are hanging from the walls, on the edges, not only do you see light, but you see color. On the edge of the rag? Oh, like coming through from the outside? Yes. Maggie, am I allowed to climb in here? I'm going to say no, but I have a feeling you're not going to listen to me. Thanks, and then I'm going to start (laughs) climbing up. Okay, I want you to give me a check for that. I think it's called moderate exercise. Yeah, I'll moderately exercise all over this place. Are you climbing a statue again? I probably am. (laughs) Don't hurt yourself. The statue would not get you anywhere near where you needed to be. So okay. I would not recommend climbing the statue. Um, I don't see anything. There's hard exercise. I see hard, hard exercise. Hard exercise. Do that. Please don't put your dirty feet all over this nice clean <laughs> statue. I got an eight. You got an eight. All right. So you find handholds on the walls. Um, and you make your way up to one of the nearer ones. It's only about five feet, six feet. Um, off of what, where you could normally reach. So maybe okay. 10 feet off the ground. Um, Maggie, I do. I want you to notice something because you did notice that it's clean. Steve's not leaving footprints where he should. You know that he's dirty. You know that he should be leaving marks on things that he touches. But he's not. Huh. So you get to one of these rags um, and kind of wreathed around it is a reddish light. What do you do? I'm going to pull the rag off. You do. And when you do, what you find is a stained glass window. And it is in the shape of a teardrop. A red, crimson teardrop. Light streams in to the room. And you notice that the teardrop shines onto the silver bowl. I'm going to pull out my water skin. Okay. And pour some water into the bowl. Okay. When you do that, there's a hum. Almost like a beautiful bell as you pour the water in and it clinks against the metal. But the humming doesn't stop. When you stop pouring the water, the humming continues. And the light shines through the water. And it's not, you know, the, the the stained glass was crimson. But this is the color 
of a rose. This is a color of vibrancy, of life. It's beautiful. How many more rags are there? Five. Five. Okay. That's a lot of rags. I'm going to try to climb to the next one. Is it a straight shot or do I have to like go down first? What I'll say is looking around, you see that three of them, or two of them, two more of them, are in very similar locations to where you are, just on opposite sides of the room. How high off the ground are these? About 10 feet. How big is my pole arm? Six and a half. If I reach with it, could I reach some? Sure. I'm going to try to... I'll meet you in the middle. I'll start at the other side and try to pull them with that. Well, if you get those ones, I'll just keep climbing up then. You start pulling off these rags. You uncover a blue teardrop. Green. Yellow. And finally, purple. And all of this light pools into the center dish. And the water that Maggie had poured begins to ripple and move. I'm going to drop down from however high up I was at this point. (laughs) Okay. The humming sound grows louder, but it's not painful. It's pleasant. It's comforting. The water begins to rise from the bowl, taking the light with it. The light begins to swirl within the water, until very suddenly there's a crystal blue as the sea and very slowly and gently it lowers back down into the bowl take it take it that's your that's I'm going to just grab it <laughs> scoop when it up. you do you hear welcome okay Hi. hello You look around. The statue is smiling. Oh, uh, this got creepy a little. I'm going to take a step back. (laughs) I'm going to grab whoever's hands are available, which is probably both Uh, of you. One of mine has a gem in it. The other one has a pole arm in it. I'll make it work. Okay. (laughs) Grab the wrist. (laughs) Welcome. You are a child. Oh? The statue is speaking to you. It has eyes only for you. Well, I'm very handsome. So. <laughs> and modest. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> can they hear it? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we hope we have, what do I do? What do I say? Talk to him. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. How you are the heir to the blood. Are you gross? Uh, I'm going to shrug at Maggie. Oh, I. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm just going yes. to push you forward. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm putting my helmet on at this point. <laughs> you. You have been gifted. With magics beyond, yes? 
Is it she talking about like the leaves and stuff? Cause you got like big yeah, eyes to say yes. Yes. You are a child of light and shadow. Oh. You, you are the one that can set us free. I'm going to kind of straighten up with like a little smirk on my face, but I'm also still very scared and worried. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your mom didn't say anything about setting anybody free. <laughs> we'll worry about that later. But, but if he's like, trying to trick us, I don't want to let him free if it's evil. You. You are the ones that passed my tests. Who showed that you were kind to a stranger that you had never met or known, and yet. In your heart, you knew what to do. You are the ones that beset by danger, fought for each other. You are the worthy ones. I'm trying real hard not to do a Wayne's World joke right now. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Very small. We're so small. You didn't try hard enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on to the back of Janice's cape just in case. So do we gotta go somewhere? What is it that you seek, child? I don't know. The city in the sky, dumb dog. Oh just yeah, I wanna go to the city in the sky. For all of us. To the for city of the Tenchi. For all of us, yes. Granted. And... Oh, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> you feel a rumbling under your feet. Um, again, it is not alarming. But you hear the sound of creaking wood. You hear and feel... Things moving around you. Uh, I'm going to look outside, like out the door. You look up, and the windmill is turning. Oh, good. We fixed Ooh. it. Okay. Um. Burb flies out of your hair. Burb, come back here. And lands on the silver bowl. Burb. Behold. Behold. Your vessel. What? <laughs> the bird? And you're not sure exactly what happens next. <laughs> if the bird gets bigger or if you get smaller, but something changes. The very essence of reality around you changes. And next thing you know, Burb is big enough for all three of you to ride. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to climb up on that burb. <laughs> I'm going to need some help, though, if someone wants to give me a push. I'm very I'll, little. I'll give you a push. 
Okay. Uh, I'll help Maggie up afterwards because she's <laughs> old. <laughs> okay. Watch that sass boy. Uh, well, I just I'm just saying I'm just saying two things. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then I will hop up last. And be very worried about how I've treated Burb in the past couple days. (laughs) As you do, Burb is giving you a side eye. But before you jump on, it nudges you with its head in an almost playful way. All right. Uh, I told you to to be nice to it. I didn't know it was going to be a horse. Steeg, it's going to kill your neck when this thing gets back in your hair. It's not going back on my head, I swear to God. (laughs) Child of prophecy. <laughs> Where did the Undertaker get here? Is that the verb? <laughs> it is the statue that Uh-oh. has gotten larger. The voice echoes. Oh. You go to the heavenly city. Find. Find the tears and bring them back. The entire room shakes and Burb kicks off and you go flying through the air up and up and up and out the top of the windmill. Looking down, you see the entirety of the world spread before you in a way that you've never seen before. Trees and villages and people, animals all below you. The sound is of rushing wind. And the feeling is a freedom. I don't like being off. I'm going to put my hands up for a second, but then just feel like I fall back a little bit and just instantly grab back on. (laughs) I'm holding on for dear life because I don't like being off the ground. Unless I'm in a tree. I'm going to hold on to Janice, especially after I see the hand trick. (laughs) I'm just going to do one of those, like, grab his arms and pull them back down and then just pull him back. I love it. And up and up and up, Burb flies until you're in a cloud. Everything is hazy, a little bit wet. And then you come out the other side onto a world unlike anything you've ever seen. A city in the clouds. Massive structures. Parapets and castles. Small rural villages. Everywhere. Buildings and cathedrals and Burb begins to fly directly to one of those castles okay so we notice buildings and villages and everything do we notice people or not no okay everything is empty everything is quiet and that's where we're going to end this chapter of small magic quaint yeah (laughs) we're real quick Are there windmills on the bottom of the city? (laughs) No, there are no upside down windmills that I saw. Do you want there to be? Oh, God, the disappointment that just hit Jake (laughs) in the face. So, yes, there are upside down windmills. Ah. (laughs) There are upside down windmills. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So that was Ryutama. What did everybody think? That's fine. I, yeah, I like it. It's, I found something out about me. 
I need a little bit more stimulus, I feel. Yeah, I I do like Ryutama in general. I like the Studio Ghibli feel of it. Because I was thinking about it today and just like picturing it as a movie. And you totally can do that. Yeah. Um, I don't like the parts that were just like, okay, role play. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as good at that as I was hoping I would be. <laughs> I feel like since this was take one, if we do it again, I feel like we'll be more comfortable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I... I do plan, um, and I I hope, you know, setting this up as chapter one, I do hope that we get to revisit uh, the adventures of Steve, Janice, and Maggie. Well, we have to know what happens. We have to get them tears back at some point. Uh, okay. Plus, there's so much more magic I could learn. So you many do. more I, I need magics. to level up. <laughs> uh, so, Alan, how did you feel about it as a DM? It was interesting. Um, this is one of the more interesting experiences I've ever had as a GM. Normally, you know, I'm used to games where I can kind of set action, that there are action points and there are things that people can do and things to react to. But in this, it is much more of a almost moderatory role where I kind of just react to what you all do and make sure that you have things to do. But not in the same way that I do with, like, Pokemon World Tour United or Dungeons & Dragons, where it's more, I create the plot, since this is more you all creating the story and the journey. So it was definitely interesting. I enjoyed it. I, I very much did. Um, and I hope you did, too. I did. I had, did fun. I had fun. I like the world we built, and I liked living in it. Uh, I, did, I personally just need to be better at acting and being a character. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need a little bit more stimulus in in the in the role playing. I think it portion. was yeah. I think for me it was especially apparent when I was talking to the statue and I was like, guys, what do I say? <laughs> I kind of I kind of worked as a character. Choice, worked, I think. Thank God I was a dumb kid. <laughs> uh, but it was very fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, as someone with zero maternal instinct, I'm very proud of my mom skills. You were momming so good. Yeah, that that wet thumb is like that's. I would have grandma to the I max. I would have given you another token if I remember what they were for. <laughs> oh right, tokens. We'll remember them for next time. Yeah. Yes, we will. Oh, I'm gonna just go ahead and give you one for the fire shot because that was cool. Oh, thank you. So you could have a token for that. <laughs> and then the next time we play, we could be reminded of what tokens are for. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta give them our the the business like like where we are on the internet. Oh, yeah, that would be helpful. Um, so I can be found at Alan underscore cells. I'm at JJ underscore Mason. I'm at JNix04. I'm at Shannon Manor. The whole channel is at CKTCast, and we you can email us CKTCast at gmail.com. And if you're gonna talk about the show, use the hashtag Get This Guys. CKT cast. Yeah, we got that branding on lock now. Seasoned <laughs> veterans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this has been the Cool Kids Table, and you can sit with us. Do you have any pictures of Alan B and Shirley? Nope. <laughs>
sticks his tongue all the way out. He does. <laughs> you have to. That's like the only way to really make a sheep sound. How would you, one more time, how would you do that, baby? No. <laughs> what if I sure? talk to Shirley? <laughs> hey, good morning, Shirley. How's jerks. everything going? Y'all are a bunch of jerks. That is what y'all are. Shirley, I love you're being, you, but you're jerks. You're being very rude, Shirley. Little Janice is talking to you. <laughs> She just pokes her head up and turns away. Goes finds a fresh clump of grass. I'll get you. I will okay. get. I will get a Shirley picture. 